right, what's good, people? So this episode, we're talking preseason. Mm. All right, we're talking preseason. Uh, it's currently the what twenty one or the twenty two, twenty three football season. Um, but we're not just going to be talking about seasons in terms of preseason in terms of football. We're going to be talking about just preparing as the footballers do uh, for things like marriage, family, and work. That's the plan. Um, I guess the first question is, Aaron, how do you think Tottenham's pre-season, or at least preparing for their pre-season, is going? Hey, we're smoking. We're smoking it right now, bro. It's actually... Um, this is, this, I've never seen Tottenham move like this. Like, today we more or less signed Richarlison, and I didn't even like... Yeah. I was like, this is just normal now, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> man, <laughs> man just dropped a quick 50 bag on it, and was like, yeah. Yeah. Come in, take a seat round, take a seat in the corner. Um, coffee pots yeah. on the left, down the corridor is you know, the boot room, and you know, just get ready for when son's injured. We might need you. Like that's how I'm feeling right now. It's this real sense of yeah. arrogance and um, assuredness in Tottenham's. Uh, yeah. Now, all joking aside, it's it's been it's been a really good one in terms of because when we think about preseason, you do think about maybe when they're playing the games, right? Or when they play yeah. the warm up, the warm up games beforehand. But actually, yeah. from a football fan, we do we don't we don't mind the warm up games, but we care more about the transfer activity of what are our clubs doing. Yeah. Are we spending the right money on yeah. the right players? We need we want fresh signers. I think even mm. even like a Man City, obviously Man City is already strengthened, but even the best club in yeah. the world or in the league want to see a fresh face come in because it just brings up a different lift for the club or whatever. Yeah. And, um, Tottenham so far have shown that they mean business, that they're trying to get their business done mm. early. Still relatively yeah. decent price as well. Like so it's not it's not like we're spending stupid money. Um we've spent good money so far, so we have to kind of give credit mm. where it's due as well. Um so so far preseason yeah. is moving like yeah, like when like we mean business. How about for you? I think I, I think just even just before we get onto Arsenal, I think when it comes to like Tottenham so far, like a lot of other teams, and I think this is in comparison to Manchester United at the moment. It's like people, you need to be prepared before you start pre-season. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of people say, oh, pre-season is a preparation for the season. But no, right. you need to be prepared before you do the pre-season. And it helps if you've got everything and everyone on board before you do that so that everyone is up to speed um, before we even start preparing, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I um, and I think that makes sense because a lot of the clubs, especially on Sky Sports, are talking about, oh, you know, they want their signings to be done before they go on their pre-season tours and the games and the training um, so that everyone's up to speed. Do you know what I mean? And obviously, Man U, at the moment, know, doesn't seem like they're doing that. The, mind, the mindset for that is obviously 100% correct, yeah? Like, can we please get our business done before a certain point so that we have the squad ready? Yeah. But the, the, yeah. the practicality of that is so difficult, man, because there's so yeah. many moving parts. And there's a lot of, like, we know this, but in the transfer market, there's a lot of, um, like, a dominoes effect. So sometimes yeah. a club is waiting to sell one player. So a club is waiting to buy one player once they've sold yeah. another player. So it can be almost like a triangle yeah. or a circle of clubs waiting for another one to move before they make a move um, because they want to yeah. use that money to reinvest. Um, so yeah. United... United is just tough for them right now, man. Like it's just horrible. Yeah. They are they, they they appear to just be and, and it's and growing up in London, like it was Arsenal United in it for a lot of Yeah. Of us, yeah. Especially and, in the two thousands, like I, I bro, it was a special time for, for those for those Yeah. Um so you're seeing a lot of United fans 
feel the pain of like we are doing nothing and everyone else is just laughing at us. Like, I spoke to a yeah. friend the other day, yeah, and I was like to him, you know, what are your thoughts of the new season? He said, I'm Ronaldo FC. Until the until the club wanna get back on the track, <laughs> I can't keep doing this. And I was like, Wow. But I hear it though. I hear it, but I I don't hear it, but I hear it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think what's also interesting about like preseason. Oh, Joe, we'll do that in a second. Um, Arsenal wise, uh, do you know what? I'm I'm excited. We've got Jesus now. Jesus, bro. And we've got Jesus, and we've got Mohammed, and we've got Mohammed and Jesus, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay, feeling. I, I see you trying to do that. See, okay. I did there. Yeah, um, and as an RB teacher and an Arsenal fan, I feel like we're in a good place right now to win the league. I hear that. But you know what I mean? only one of them can start. Well, no, we don't have Mo Salah. We have Mohamed there then. Maybe it's different than Mohamed. It still matters. I was just making a point about pick a side, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure anyway, different, different positions, like, uh, I hear that. Get me. But I'm here for all the Abrahamic face, man. I'll take all of them, because get me. <laughs> I'll take all of them. All we need now is a David, and we've got all, we've, we're, we're good. You're good, yeah. David, Mohamed, and Jesus, we're all good. Do we have a wow. David? I don't think we have a David. David, and I can't really think, think of. Oh, if we had, if we had Abraham, it's over. Yeah, it's over. Well, you was gonna sign Tab Abraham, <laughs> but um, you know, we, yeah, yeah. didn't work out. Didn't work Maybe that's out. the thing. Maybe that's the thing. If we get my, if we get Abraham, Jesus and Muhammad. Whoa, hey, listen, the Abraham, <laughs> hey, one, listen. Listen, don't get me mad, but no, um, I'm happy with Arsenal's. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. I'm a bit like you, to be fair, like in a sense where. I'm not used to Arsenal doing so much um, of their business this early. And it's good to see. Do you know what I mean? Like, if we get a business done early, we can all train. And obviously, Arteta, for all of his sort of perks and troughs, he is still trying to embed a system into the team that he thinks will, you know, bear fruit. And so, if he's given... One whole preseason because last last year's preseason was not a proper preseason because of COVID and the delays and it was a very small window to do everything. But this this time he's got a proper preseason. He's got time to embed everything he wants to embed properly before we start, and hopefully he'll now have the players that we need to be able to do that. I, in all honesty, I think Arsenal were probably missing. We were definitely missing a striker. Um, I re- I realised well, that I think Gabriel another one. Yeah, I think we were just missing... See, this is the thing. You see Arsenal... If you're going to be an Arsenal striker, it's not just good enough to score goals. You need to be able to assist. Mm. And I think that's what Aubameyang's problem was. Aubameyang's problem wasn't not, wasn't scoring goals. The problem was the combination play. Do you know what I mean? And I think when, when you look at videos of Henri and Giroud and the older Arsenal, like Anelka and Ian Wright, the... Right. the the combination play was always there, whether it's one touch or two touch. And to be fair to Lacazette, Lacazette was more of a of the sort of passing, but he wasn't scoring enough goals. Yeah. I think I realised today that Jesus scored more goals in one game against Watford last season than Lacazette scored in the entire season. Yeah. It's like, damn. And to be fair to Jesus, his his stats in terms of goals and assists, bearing in mind he plays, he wasn't playing that many games or starting that many games anyway, are quite good. So I think he's a perfect kind of striker for Arsenal, and I'm glad to see that and I think having I like Eddie him. in there I like, I like him and I think having Eddie in there as an understudy because to be fair to Jesus he's won a lot of things already do you know what I mean both internationally and domestically so 
it's it's good for them two to be there. And to be fair, I think Jesus can probably play. You can he can probably play a little bit on the wing, especially while we're still figuring out Pepe. Especially if Pepe is going to stay or not, that's another question. I think, um, but I'm happy. Yeah, I would say about him is that this is going to be it's going to be really interesting signing because I think he is Premier League level, right? I don't think that's a doubt about that. I think um, no, no doubt at all. When he came onto the scene, he was understudy to Aguero, and he was just this young kid, 19, yeah. 18, banging in goals out, out of nowhere. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh, who is this guy? Like every season, he, you know, you'd see him just get his goals as a proper, just natural goal scorer. Um, but yeah. obviously, once you come out of that window of like Wonder Kid and you enter like your player now, it's like yeah. you're going to make that next step up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think for him, it was difficult because at Man City, um, when there was a chance for him to maybe make that step up, Pep decided to go with the false nine, which meant that actually, if he was going to get into the team, he needed to be more than a striker. And to your advantage, yeah. it meant him also playing out wide at times, right? So when you say yeah. on the occasion he could play out wide, I think that's absolutely in his arsenal because he's done a fantastic job last season. Yeah, he's got the ability. To but I don't play. think that's his position, though. Not at all. I think he likes the middle. No, no, of course he's a he's a centre forward, but the point is he is yeah. someone that is very comfortable playing in the front three, um, out yeah. right hand side. But no, he's coming, yeah. and it's going to be interesting for him because this will be the first season where he is now the main man, number one. Yeah, yeah like he's yeah. going to Arsenal not to be a squad player; he's going to be on mm. number nine essentially, right? Um, mm. And that is a big move for him because he's not he's never had that pressure before. Yeah, yeah. Of and I think Arsenal, 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 the Emirates is a tough place to 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 play week in week out because the Arsenal fans will get on your case if you don't start delivering. <laughs> Arsenal fans ain't knock about. You know? they yeah, want another nine. I, they want another nine that's going to do it. Yeah, and I, I do think like with Jesus, I think the other thing that I think he's got that we were definitely missing, especially with Lacazette, and I think this is something that Eddie's going to have to bring more consistently to his game is the movement off the ball. Like there is nothing more frustrating. Like it's so weird. Well, I remember when Gi- Yeah. Yeah. So I, I remember when Giroud first came and it, it yeah. was a bit touch and go for the first couple of games, but what you could notice immediately is he yeah. wanted to link up play and he had good movement. He was never the fastest player in the world, but he made up for that. Just facts, right? But he he made up for that with linking up play, bringing players in, um, a desire to get into the box, and also just movement off the ball. It was immediate that he had all of that in his arsenal. Do you know what I mean? Can you ask a question, like yeah? Finish your point, finish your point, finish your point. Yeah. So, so I think that's the one thing we've also been missing is movement off the ball as well from our strikers. Whether it's to bring other players in or just to link up play and move up, move the ball forward. We've been missing that. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. But just before I start, I think the one thing I've noticed about Eddie is Eddie can do it on his own. Like he can fully, like I've seen, I've seen it in games where he's basically like, uh, what do you call it? Long ball merchant. You know, you just pump it up and right, you see how right. what happens. And he, can, he, can and, yeah. and he can take, and he can make something from absolutely nothing. Do you know what I mean? And we've had players who are in the similar situations. They can't do the same. Get me? And, and, so, and is, 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 um, is, is he ready for the? Is, is do you care that he's got the full team? Do you care? <laughs> Not really. I think I remember when a lot of people forget that Henri, when he first came to Arsenal, or even not even when he first came to Arsenal, but just before he came to Arsenal, he was not that guy. Do you know what I mean? He was not that guy when he came to Arsenal. He became that guy. Right. So I'm not 
fussed about Eddie having the 14. I think there's certain things in certain clubs that are iconic. Do you know what I mean? And let's not lie, before Thierry Henry, 14 was not like the best squad number. But after Henry, that was the squad number Arsenal strikers wanted. That was that meant you were that guy. Do you know what I mean? I can't remember. I'm thinking of the last couple of number nines. Since Ian Wright, who have we had? Francis Jeffers, Eduardo, <laughs> Ed, Eduardo, and Lacazette was number nine as well. And yeah, none of them, yeah. to be fair, since Uncle Ian, have been any good. Um, was was Shuri number nine? Giroud may have been number nine. I think he was 12. Yeah, I thought it was like a 12 or 13 or one of them. Uh, I think he was 12. Um, yeah, so I think he was 12. So for me, I'm like, nah, man. Like, like, I'm happy for him to have the number 14. I think at Arsenal, culturally, we see it as a sign of respect. We see it as, a, as, a, as an honourable number. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. I think he's definitely got a lot of raw potential and he will need games and he will need to work his absolute bum off but I think he could do it there's a lot of good ingredients there I think he's going to have to be patient um, with Gabriel Jesus because we haven't got a squad split between the Champions League and um, the Premier League it's the Europa League League. League. no we haven't we haven't we haven't got like we're not we're not yeah so he's going to have to buy this time and Arteta um, is obviously going to probably if he doesn't play both of them he'll play one of them in one tournament more than the other do you know what I mean so but you need a squad to win to win the Premier League and I think he's going to have to be patient it's sometimes going to be horses for courses do you know what I mean and I think that's fair enough no I I think so I think um, so I've seen a lot of Arsenal fans criticise Nketiah in terms of maybe Mm. he's He's of the level. Um, yeah. Now, obviously, towards the back end of last season, he scored a couple goals towards the end of the season, right? And he looked yeah. half decent. I think I think what it is for him, we need to see, let's see how he does it in the first team consistently of the, over the whole season. Because last year, yeah. he's in and out. There's obviously issues with him and Arteta. But I think now, he's got a first team squad number. You're going to yeah. be in and around. You're going to get a, a good amount of game time. Let's see whether you can deliver. I, yeah. And, and the thing is, I've seen more of Eddie for under 21s than I have done for Arsenal, right? At times. Yeah. Um, and not always, so I don't want to generalise, but when I see him from England under, England under 21s, I feel like a lot of his goals, they're clinical poacher goals or like easy oh, tapping, yeah. poaching goals, right? Yeah. Now, I think for him to be a Premier League top class striker, similar to what you're saying about working hard, he's going to have to do more outside of the box as well as inside yeah. the box. Just because of the yeah. modern day forward. Like we saw it with Pep and Aguero. He said, look, I know you're a goal banger, but for me, yeah. you need to also work hard outside of the box as well. Um, yeah. And we're just seeing in modern day football, a, a centre forward, because we're only playing one up top, we're not playing, teams are playing one up top with two up wide or number 10 behind. Yeah. Just, we're not playing two up top where one could just hang in the box and just coach. But you, you know what is my you know what my thing is here. Yeah? You see with Pep, yeah, mm. Pep is a genius, and no one can ever take that away from him. But I don't think, and, and we're going to see what, how he does with Haaland, to be honest. But I don't think that Pep is a traditional number nine striker friendly coach. I just don't think that he is. Um, but I think if you are going to be a quote unquote traditional number nine. I think you have to be able to sort of drop deep, play the ball, and obviously play the way that Pep wants. 
And that's not the typical sort of number nine role. The, the, the typical number nine role is to be the leading man, runs off the ball, maybe like if the ball comes into your feet with your back to goal, you get in onto a cross sort of thing or you pick the ball up on the last man, fish bash, bit of body weight and you're, you're in, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, to his advantage though, to his advantage, Haaland is young enough where he can mould him. Because I think what, yeah. what you're saying is... Yes, agreed. When he worked with Ibrahimovic, they didn't work well. Together. Ibra, Etu, Henri, Aguero to an extent. Aguero, to Aguero. It's like I think Haaland. Yeah, yeah, Haaland's a younger man, and I think he can mould him because he's got enough. Yeah, you know, influence. Yeah. To, you know, look, I would just I want you to play in this team because Haaland. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what he's going to do. His contract's only what three years or something like that. I'm not sure, but like, yeah, he could. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm not going to lie. It, if I was Real Madrid and I had a choice between Haaland and Mbappe in three years' time, currently, I would probably pick Haaland, if I'm honest. Why is that? I just, I just think... I just think, in terms of raw ability, I think he's a better finisher and striker than Mbappe. That being said, Mbappe has vastly improved his game. Yeah. In the past, like in, like I've seen him, and he uh, he's got this finish where he cuts in off the left, um, cuts in off the left yeah. or in that area, and usually you'd expect a robin sort of thing where they drift it into yeah. the, the top, the opposite corner, yeah. but he cuts it into the nearer post with yeah. power and vim. He's yeah. been yeah. he's he's been training that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like I think he's definitely improved his finishing, but I don't think he's as natural a finisher as. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I do think though, like, what would be frightening if Real Madrid had it? Yeah, it's both of them. Well, just well, well, that that one thing. But if you look at Real Madrid's team now, like, because of maybe some of the age of some of the players, they're not necessarily counter-attacking team, but they're quick on the break. Yeah. Yeah. So Vinicius, Vinicius is a fantastic outlet of just pace. Mm. It's more mm. pace. If you got Vinicius and Mbappe either side of you. Like coming mm. out of wings with maybe whoever the centre forward will be at the time, we don't know, yeah. But that's yeah. a lot of pace for a back four or a back five to kind of manage because it just, yeah, it means their midfielders who obviously over the next two years they're getting they've got some young midfielders coming in, but it just yeah. straight, straight raw pace driving at them, and that can be quite that can be quite frightening for a lot of teams. Um, because yeah. it means even if you're like, even if you have more possession of them. Liverpool had more chances than Real Madrid or played cut chances in that game. Always, but Real Madrid always in the game because they've got that outlet of pace. Valverde on the other mm. side as well. It's just it's just a lot of running at you. It's a lot yeah. of running. You know what I mean? So that would be a good team for Mbappe. But Helen, uh, Helen I've not seen much of him. I don't overly watch massive amounts of German football. So I've seen only clips Mm-mm. in it. And he looks yeah. like a beast. He looks like he, a beast. Yeah. He's a... He's a but, but I think that's another thing for City is that like they got it done early and quickly, and it did, did, nobody knew. I, I, I didn't know about um, what's his name, Calvin Phillips, but it makes sense. Bro, just crazy, yeah. This is where it's so mad, yeah. In my head, I said this straight after the world, the World Cup. Mm. I said mm. what? In my head, I thought they were going to get him last year because he had a yeah. good enough role. Because Man City like two players per position, and because I knew yeah. Fernandinho was leaving, I was like, Calvin Phillips makes sense because he's English. Yeah, yeah, and he's technically of a good, he's technically decent, and yeah. he's of a decent age where he could fit into the squad. So, everyone's yeah. like, right, but in my head, I don't know why, but I saw this like 18 months ago, 
um, mm. what happened. So I'm not surprised at that move at all. He fits. He's a squad player. He's going to fit in well yeah. into the squad. He's a you know he's yeah. going to be he's going to get his game time. He's not going to be a first choice star because Rodri is incredible in my opinion. Yeah, um, but remember, there's also talks of um, I think Gundogan's left, right? Or is he going to leave? I don't know if he's what? maybe he's not left. But he wants, but he's not going to sign a new contract basically, and I think Pep knows that. And there was talks about him leaving. I don't know if he has actually left, but I think what so they can get some money for him. Well, he's only got one year left. I think there's been almost like a mutual agreement of him potentially um, after the Premier League because there were talks after the Premier League when he scored those goals that this was his last mm. kind of game. So I don't know oh, the story okay. is there. But there is space in the midfield area for a- another man to come in. Yeah. yeah. But, but I think, uh, to be honest, I've, if, if there's anyone who has been sorely underrated at Manchester City, it has been Gundogan. I think he's been like, He's been the guy that saved him. Like, think of the last game of the season, bruv. If it wasn't for him, and he, especially when, um, and I think when when De Bruyne has been out, especially, right. he's come in like there's nothing missing here. You're all right. It's the price you pay, though. Like, yeah, you're going to be at Manchester City, like, because you got to understand, yeah. If you look at Man City, and it's evident with like um, recent transfer windows, and I saw this in a tweet on Twitter, like you take. Grealish from Aston Villa, you take Phillips from um, Leeds. You're taking you take Morris from Leicester. You're taking the best players from decent level clubs, and then you're putting yeah. them like an all star team. This is this you, you, if you're a big fish in a small pond where you are, but when you come here, there's just a bunch yeah. of fishes. Yeah? <laughs> so Grindelwald, in his own right, is a world class midfielder. He naturally is a yeah, gifted. But you're yeah. around a bunch. Of, so, what do you want? What do you want me to say to you, bro? This, you're in a class of elite. Like this is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're in a first yeah. class university. This is Harvard here, bro. Like, you're not, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, what do you want me to say to you? I think if he goes yeah. to like ninety percent of other clubs, he'll be looked at as a fantastic player, um, and he would get a lot yeah. more games as well because it's a rotation team. Yeah. It's only about maybe four, five, four players, five players in that team that are mm. guarantees. And Gundogan's ones not in that, so he has no. to accept that and appreciate you. You're gonna win. You're gonna win trophies. You're gonna get loads of medals under your belt, but yeah. you're not gonna have the same heroic status as some others. Jose, do you know what's magic? I'm definitely thinking this is probably an episode for or, or a theme for maybe next week's episode. Mm. But like, I think transferring, whether it's football or work, mm. do you get me? It's a it's a big deal. Like there is definitely. Like, oh, real, teach, like it, just in teaching alone, there is a teacher yeah, transfer yeah. market. There is a guess, there is a proper. <laughs> That's so interesting because I feel like because obviously, like you not have proper windows because yeah. no, teacher, no teacher really wants to leave during the half term, and I think some schools basically say you can't. Right? You can't, like yeah. Some schools are quite adamant that will say you cannot leave during the actual term time. It has to be during yeah. the half term break. So automatically, yeah. that then provides a bit of a limited window or space where you can actually leave and get your transfer. Right? It's hard um, to make sidings in winter. And, what, and what's, what I don't understand about like schools, yeah? Um, yeah. This is where you would know more than me. Like, yeah. How do you then go out for like interviews or, or trials, so to say, yeah? Like, how are you meant to go out for a one-day trial, yeah, your interview? Yeah. Because in yeah. obviously in a normal job, or not normal job, but in the outside of school job, should I say? Um, yeah, you could take, you could take annual leave. Um, yeah, school is sick, you know. Yeah, 
whatever, right? And to be fair, yeah. if, you work from, if you work from home, you could probably just move your calendar <sighs> around to just make it fit. But when you're exactly. actually in a job that's in the field every single day, yeah, it's not, it's not the same. It's tough. No. It's almost like just sneaking around. Yeah. Do, do you know what? Yeah, we'll talk about this more definitely next week. Right, yeah, we we'll definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do it next week. We'll definitely do it next week. I can't say too much. We'll talk next week, get it? Well, I think come back to preseason. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on that next week. Because yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So we'll definitely talk about that. So I think it's like when when it comes to um, what do you call it? Like football and Arsenal at the moment. I'm very very excited. Um, yeah. Like it seems like all the preparations done. Tottenham's obviously done their preparation. A lot of other teams have done their preparation. Um, I'm also, I'm not going to lie, I'm excited to see Ten Hag and see what he's about. I am. Do you know what, yeah? And this is where United fans need to understand something because they, they, they don't understand this if you ask me personally. Manchester United does not belong to Man United fans, yeah? Every other mm. football club belongs to their fans, yeah? You don't mm. get that as Manchester United fans. If you're, if you're like a Londoner and you support Man United, no, bro, you don't get to claim them as your own, all right? They belong to all of us <laughs> because we was all kids. We all went through it. We all saw Manchester United is a football club. It's an institution of British culture, yeah? Yeah. So don't be surprised when you see us talking about them because they belong to all of us, bro, yeah? We all... <laughs> <laughs> no, because I hear United fans get possessive and I'm like, bro, like, you, you, we all had the option to choose Man United. It was no, right for all think... of us. We all I, chose... It was, but... other- that fall from grace is different, Aaron. Man, it is like, different. I'm like, it hits them like, hard. It hits them hard. Yeah. I think it's in the hardest. Some of them get mad when we, when when when, they, when they're the topic of conversation every single day. What do you expect, bro? This is yeah. You, this is an institution. Yeah, this yeah. is a footballing institution. We've seen United at the highest level of British football. Yeah, in Champions yeah. League football, we are. It's 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 it doesn't make sense how a club that for a lot of us, especially around our age have known this club to be at its highest heights with some of the greatest ever players to kick ball for that for that team are now yeah. in a place where the struggle is 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 just unprecedented. It's very well. Yeah, it's it's, it's just it doesn't make sense. And you think yeah. each year they're gonna potentially get better. And 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 the problem is with United right now is when they have windows like what they're having now where we're seeing every single day linked to another person and they're not following through, you're thinking mm then you're giving Ten Hag the same issues that the last two managers struggled with. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Same squad. And as good as we think Ten Hag is, one, he's unproven in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, the Premier League don't really care about your CV, to be honest with you. They don't care about your CV. <laughs> like, it cares about each game. Each game you've got, you know, or not Burnley or Norwich no more, but you've got any team coming at you trying to get three points. It doesn't yeah. care. Your, they don't give you no respect. Right? Yeah. I think Ben Foster said it best. He was like, the one team or one kind of team that you don't want to play on the first day is the ones who are freshly promoted. And I, I know that struggle because Arsenal played well, Brentford in the first game last season. And we exactly, and we lost 1 0. So I, I definitely get you with that. Yeah, go on. Yeah, like, so I think for Ten Hag, he needs to be backed. And to, and to credit to United's like leadership, like, it doesn't seem like he's not being backed. It seems that some players, well, no, two things. One, it seems that some players are saying we're not currently interested right now. And two, mm. it seems like. Last year, we saw United take 18 months to sign Jaden Sancho, yeah? Mm. We saw them do it over a two-year period. And yeah. it seems like with the, the young situation, there's a clear valuation for him. Um, I don't know if the player's overly keen, in my opinion. Yeah. But it does seem like United are trying to negotiate deals that 
there's no room for negotiation here in some aspects. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, because uh, listen, it's business. There's always room for negotiation. But yeah, in terms yeah, of yeah. for what this still could mean to your fans, your fans need to see some progress, some sort of action. Some yeah. Sort of now. And you see you, you see in it. Like, come on. So I think there is there's problems at United because they are so far off like Liverpool and Man City. But even so, mm. you probably say they're still a bit off like Arsenal, Chelsea and Tottenham. So yeah. And this is Manchester United. Do you know what I mean? They're yeah. a Champions League football club playing in Europa League or just about. Mm. So there's going to be... We'll see. I also don't think United yeah. can be as bad as last season, though. <laughs> well, it's the Premier League. We'll see, innit? It's true. We'll see. We'll point. see. All right. So I guess we'll do we'll do the transfer market next next I'm week. I'm looking forward to that, man. <laughs> we'll, that'll be interesting. Um, let's do marriage. I, I, I. Let's do marriage. I, so, hold on, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm on email. I'm on email. I think yeah, because I need to. Um, so basically, one of my emails, yeah, email yeah. accounts. I don't really use that much in it. Yeah? yeah. And I was going through it today, and I was like, oh, right, like Elliot, 2021. Um, oh yeah. Because like, <laughs> is there any? It's when you got. I don't know. It's not a year for you being married, right? No. No, it's, it's late. No, 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 it's late. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like. But you, you're not far off a year soon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. How you? Th- how's mm. it been for you? Um, it's been like amazing. In honesty, yeah. I think like, and I realized this the other day, or not even the other day actually. It's something I've realized longer and or more and more um, since I've been with my wife. It's like a relationship is generally about two things: teamwork mm. and projects. And you need projects to see if you're a good team. Um, and when you have enough projects and you, like, obviously the biggest project you'll, you'll ever have is children. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But when you're dating and when obviously you get married, etc., if that's where you want to go, everything is a project. Even the wedding is a project. Do you know what I mean? Um, and that's when you really see how well you actually work. And I think obviously we've done the wedding and even before the wedding, we've done the little STEM party, um, I, was like, I say little stem party. That was it. Was a good party. It was a great yeah. party, actually. Um, so we had our stem party. That was a project. We had the wedding. That was a project. Um, we've now obviously we've got a baby on the way. That's a project as well. Do you know what I mean? So it's like it's it's been amazing because and I've always said this to be fair. Steph is like, uh, as far as it goes with relationships, just the best part like team teammate I've ever had. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, that is, like, f- by far, like, absolutely clear. Do you know what I mean? This is, like, I'm talking Modric and Ronaldo. Do you know what I mean? Three-peat Champions League thing. Right. Do you get me? I'm talking Andy Cole and Dwight York. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, she's, she's just great. So, um, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed, because I, I, I enjoy the team part of it. Do you know what I mean? Well, we have something we need to work on. Okay. Da, 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 da. Um, so yeah, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it. How you're slightly longer than me, a bit more of a veteran. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <man>. so, <laughs> boy, it's gone quickly. So we are five years next month, or well, I say next month if this comes out. Five like, years. Five years in August. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, man. I know, I know, I know. Like we're looking at some old pictures and saying, "Wow, like we really like what what a, what a time, man. What a period, what a time." Um. So yeah, it's been a, it's been an absolute blessing, and I think for us, it's like 
you know, when you talk about team and partnership, it's the ultimate mm. truth of it, man. There's nothing like mm. it. And even now, in and even in obviously in bigger projects, as you said, we're planning a wedding or having a child and all stuff like that. But even within the smaller moments of that, sharing teamwork, whether it's like I don't know, doing things around the house and yeah, like, it's just crazy to think how yeah, by me doing this, that benefits my wife which in turn benefits us and vice versa. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when you understand it, it's like, okay, yeah, this is, and, and and you're right. When you have kids, it puts it more into play as well, because you've literally, it is so much like, um, yeah, here's this, here's this young person, this baby. Mm. And we've now got to co-manage it. We've now got to really yeah. raise it or look after it. And uh, you do that, or I do this, or do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just, you know, I need to quickly run out to the shop. Have you got 15 minutes to just, or I'm having a shower. Can you just, love, you know, let, yeah. me, let me do the dishes while you're doing bedtime. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, yeah. It really is just a continuous um, movement of like, of, of teamwork and, and, mm. and togetherness, which is, yeah, which, which, which you don't, which is like, you know, you could, you could, you could plan, you could plan so much about, you know, having children and, and getting married and whatever, but until you're in it, yeah, you don't, you don't, you know, it comes together in its own way, yeah. And you have to, yeah, roll with it. you have to really roll with it, yeah. But I do think, like, so you know, thinking of pre-season and stuff, I do think like, one of the first things I said to Steph was, if we do get married, we have to do a marriage course. We just have to. We, I, I, I don't want to get married without doing it because it's not something I want to fail at. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm glad that we did it because you have to talk about everything in these marriage courses. Nothing's off the table. Um, everything yeah, yeah, from finances yeah, yeah. to values to dealing with family members. Like, everything has to be discussed. Understanding your love language. All these things are so important. Yeah. And then you've got to understand, like, for, for anything you want, yeah. Or for not anything, but for a lot of things you want, you'll prep for. Do you know what I'm saying? If you want to... Yeah, you, exactly. There's loads of prep in whether it be for universe, educational things or job things or hobby things, yeah? So why would yeah. you not prep for something that you're ultimately committing your life to? It doesn't make exactly. sense. You know? Exactly. Um, and I think especially if, if, if you're a person of faith, very often these courses are free from your particular um, religious institute. Do you know what I mean? So, like, why would you not? Especially if you are religious, obviously... It, there's a certain um how can i say there's a certain weight religiously that's put on marriage in a good way obviously not in a bad way but in a good way in terms of like this is it's really really valued so in that case it's like they put on these courses to help you because whilst it's great it's not easy right do i mean it's not it's not easy um there's things that make it easier and what makes one of those things that makes it easier is if you have had honest discussions with each other before you decide to make that decision. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I know people who haven't had these honest conversations, arguably until it's too late. And I think very often it's because, especially with what I like to call the economy, which is basically the dating scene, it's like the metrics for how you try to find a partner are very interesting. Do you know what I mean? Um, like... And I, I do, I do try to say to people when, if they ask me for like advice or like what w- what to look for in a partner, I say, whatever you think about relationships, the first thing, two things, it or three things, it comes down to is values, teamwork, and projects. Because that's what it is. You are looking right. for someone that you can do this thing called life with. Do you know what I mean? 
and you're going to need little projects to test how well you work as a team. Mm-hmm. That's just how it works. Do you know what I mean? We're talking football, right? They decide in football, they decide what are our goals for the season? What are we looking right. to do? Do you know what I mean? And that's something that Steph and I try to do every... I know it's weird and cheesy because it comes from like, not Instagram, but it's like, what are our goals for this year? What are we trying to do? Do you know what I mean? And we set them every every year so that we know, we, we know what the projects are that we're working on. Now we've got a child. That's a bit more of an infinite project. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, we know, we know what the, the projects are. We know what our values are. Right. And we know how to work as a team. But obviously, as we grow as a team, we're also going to grow as people and we need to be able to adapt to that so that we can still get the best out of each other. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's all, that's all it's about. It's, it's, it's teamwork, values and projects and making sure you're picking the right projects to bring the best out of each other. And once you've done that project, like Seth and I do, whenever we have a project or we do something, we always say, okay, how could that have been better? Or, and also what went really, really well? What are we proud of what, in terms of what we've done and achieved? Do you know what I mean? Um, and I think it's when you do all of that preparation, whether it's the course or whether it's those conversations, the hard ones that very often people leave till too late, um, it does make the actual, I guess the actual season of that relationship a lot harder than it needs to be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And do you know what's interesting? Yeah, even amongst all of that, right? Um, within that, the power of forgiveness is, is has to be present, man. Yes. Like, yes. Sometimes, yeah, I look at football, yeah, and I think, oh, yeah. Um, let's say Ronaldo, for example, at United last season, yeah, he's playing yeah. with, he's playing with, you know, fullbacks that aren't getting the ball into him. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And he's frustrated. He's frustrated. It's not happening. Then, literally, a minute later, he's he's, he's in the same position, still going again. Yeah, he's not so Yeah, he's not. Yeah, again, or the next game, he still comes out ready to go again, right? Ready to mm. kind of give his teammates a chance again, right? Um, yeah, and I think in some ways that's so true when you when you think about when you're in a um, a situation where you're with teammates, yeah, like a marriage, yeah. As well. Being able yeah. to say, you know what, like, that frustrated me or that upset me. Um, yeah. And then obviously your partner has to kind of reflect and say, yeah, you know what, I can see what went wrong there. Apologies. Yeah. But, and then move on. Like, thankfully, mm. like Kamari and I, we're really good at, you know, under- trying to understand each other where we come from and um, yeah. each other's feelings. So I could say to her, like, listen, babe, that, 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 I, didn't, I didn't like that or vice versa. And, you know, yeah, and get out and talk about it. You understand which? Yeah, because in that moment, we've got really good at understanding. If I've made you feel some type of way, it's not about me then saying yeah, but it's because blah blah. blah. No, it's me understanding how you felt, right? Or and, yeah, and then we're, there's nothing wrong to say how you know. Uh, yeah, I understand how you felt, um, and I guess that's because I was feeling this way. Because then there's a conversation, but forgiveness is at the at the center of it, and moving forward is at the center of it. And before, and then mm. that's done. We don't need to hold on to that because, yeah, you know, I think it's so important in in a marriage. You you know, amongst you know, as I said teamwork and for you to be a team, for you to hold to your values, for you to um, get through your projects, you have to be yeah. willing to, you know, at times say sorry or at times forgive. Yeah, because being you know what I mean. Yeah, and, yeah, man, is like. There's, if there's one place where ego doesn't exist, it's in a it's in it's in a team and it's in a marriage, man. Like yeah, you see it, you see it. Like it just 
and that's why I love team sports. You know what I'm saying? I think that's why we both love football so much because mm. it's incredible to see. Yeah, like when we think about football, we think about like it's eleven qualified professional men playing yeah. another eleven qualified professional men, right? Yeah. <laughs> on any given day, one eleven qualified professional men can be so much superior to the other eleven qualified professional men. Yeah. Why is yeah. that you're all qualified professional men? It's because one step <laughs> is moving and acting and performing as yeah. a better. Um, yes, I'm 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 kind of like um it's No, I get it. Yeah, because yeah. obviously yeah. there's technique and all that and general ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But ultimately, it's about, you know, as a team, how you move, how you train, how you conduct yeah. yourself, how you interact with each other, how you communicate with each other. All these yeah. things are part of that. And I think in terms of, uh, so as a team, it's so important that, like, you lot are on the same page, you lot are moving in the same mm. direction. And, um, mm. yeah, man, it's just, it's, it's vital. Mm. I'm trying to think, if you were to, if you were a baller, professional footballer, what position would you play? I was talking about this other day, you know, and I was like, I'm gonna be honest with you, like, I'm probably like, I don't, do you know, what I mean? it's weird because in my head, yeah, when I was a kid, I was like a midfield maestro, innit? You know what I'm saying, like, mm. not, not, not real life, but just like in my head, like, you know, yeah, I was, I was, I'm not sure if you remember a man called John Bostock, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> to talk about the age of 16, it's one the kid, it never yeah. worked out for him, but he's meant to be our version of Jack Wilshire, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Mm. Like, can you imagine me just in the middle of the park? The man didn't really kick ball like that, so it's hard to say. Yeah, I, I pulled up a ball decent, so because I've got a bit of strength from me, so like a mixture yeah. between a mixture between Lukaku on a good and bad day and Antonio. So that's a big, yeah, that's a big mix. So it's Lukaku on a good day, bad day, and Antonio. Yeah, that's three mixes yeah. in one. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think who, <laughs> who would I be because the reason, reason I'm, I'm just like, uh, to, um, uh, yes oh, and no, know, like I'm not. Yeah, but I'm not like this is why I miss Pez. Yeah, you see Pez. Like you're not, you don't want ball. You want ball through the middle. Like so you can yeah, yeah you're not trying to hold up. Yeah, are you trying to hold up the ball? Like you're trying to hold up. Not really, I can, I can. I do like. To, I like to. Do you know what is yeah? Um, before the number there was a number ten. Yeah, it was um, it was basically like you. It was a support striker. It wasn't a number ten attacking midfielder. Right, it was the support striker, bird captaining. Yeah, to get me. I haven't got midfield responsibilities to get me. My job is to help the wide players in the forward um, and also get goals for myself. Do you get me? There's still a responsibility. So that's what, that's, 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 that was my favourite position. I can play, obviously, as they've released the, the, the support striker, I've sort of found myself playing more up front um, or out wide in my younger days. But I think, I'm just trying to think, like, in terms of sort of how life has worked out for us you know, in terms of the whole marriage thing, I feel like your biscuits all Phil Foden. You know, one club man. You know? Oh me, one club. Tidy. No, I'm biscuits. You know why? Yeah, because I don't. We don't. Like, as a married, we don't want the praise. Like we do I hear that. Job. We just we, I hear that. Ball, we pass it. We move along, and like I hear that. You know, the trophies will come regardless. You know what I'm saying? The, ch- the, the, the children, will, the trophies will come regardless. But we don't like, we don't. I think, and anyone that knows us, like, you know us, like, um, mm. we're very much a, a low key couple. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, just like biscuits, bro. Mm. Like biscuits. We're very, you know, like for biscuits. the most part. Like the theme of our wedding was, um, it was simple and class, classy. 
simple yeah. classes. And that was literally the theme because we wanted time to look pretty, but also like um, low key as well, or like you know, or, or yeah. a lot more um, relatable to our personalities. We're not, we're not, yeah, we're not, we're not, um, we're not Ronaldinho in that sense. Like we love Ronaldinho, yeah, and it has great. Oh, sorry, no, we're not JJ Kocha, yeah. I love JJ Kocha. <laughs> A lot of flamboyance there. I don't know if I don't know if all that if all that flamboyance and colour was necessarily needed. Do you know what I mean? But I love yeah, it. Yeah, I yeah. Love it, yeah. So we have yeah, Sergio Busquets, simpler class team, keep the ball moving around. Um, others yeah. coming others others coming to us for you know conversation and you know you know a pass here and there and you know we get yeah. the ball, we move on. Do you know what I mean? We we keep yeah. it yeah man, that's us. That's us. I hear that, I hear that. What about yourself? <laughs> Do you know? Do you know That's what? Yeah, I feel. I feel. I feel like it's it's a forward player who's been at different clubs and has ended up <laughs> in his life. No, let me learn, Let me learn. And has ended up at a, 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 a top club, just top top tier club where they want to retire. Do you know what I mean? Ooh. I'm just trying to think of a forward. Like I would have said, I would have said Henri before he moved to Barcelona. Is that not? Is that okay? Oh, I'm trying to think. That might be Aguero, you know, if he didn't have that last little bit to Barcelona. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? I like that. You know what I'm saying? I like Aguero. that. Yeah, yeah. Aguero. Aguero. Clubs, obviously, in Argentina, Atletico Madrid. Nice clubs. Not bad. Yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with them. Yeah. They came to Man City and he became the man he is today, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. And he just found it stat- easy. Man's got a statue outside the club. Man turned up and was just given love every single day, bro. Yeah. yeah. You know what? That that's, 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 that's It's the sort of club that like if you were to leave it would it would give you a a, a medical problem as it has with him <laughs> you know what I mean so I can't, so, so, you can't leave bro. like you can't I can't leave. leave you know what I mean he's just like no I'm gonna if 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 this doesn't work out I'm retiring and and that's simple, that's, that's it simple so definitely yeah you know what I like that Sergio Aguero definitely yeah. Sergio Aguero um but just before we move on what was what was the one or one of the key things that you learned from your marriage prep course before before you got married? One of the key things is I think it's like um for me, one of the key things I learned uh, from the marriage prep course was um nothing is off the table. Mm. Like everything can be spoken about, and to an extent should be spoken about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. yeah. Because we had had conversations, and even for us, like a big topic, you know, we had spoken about maybe on occasion, but not really was like around sets, um, mm. and, and and that whole department and part of life, yeah. and part of marriage. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, and it's like. It just gave us like clarity that okay, if we can speak about what can be seen as times as a taboo subject, not in a marriage, it's not a taboo subject, but in life can be seen yeah. as a taboo subject. Then you can speak yeah. about anything. Do you know what I mean? Then you 100%, can really have yeah. a conversation about anything. And it's like, um, and you like you know you know my story, but like you know we're my wife and I are both Christians. Um, yeah, and we are, are we we had faith before we met each other, but faith grew with each other. So um, we, mm. never had sex, we never had sex while we was dating. Um, until after marriage, so having conversations mm. about it beforehand around expectations and things like that is a big, is is big because you could then it means if you can speak about something like that, you can speak about more or less anything. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Which was um, 
Yeah, which was big for us. Do you know what I mean? So like, yeah. just, like nothing's off the table, man. If you really are, mm. a, like, I can't stress this enough. Yeah, you are two individuals. You are kind of you know, um, she's her person, you're your person, but you are one team, man. Like the Bible talks yeah. about this. You know what I'm saying, and you leave your mum and your father, and you become one, and you become a yeah. new, you know, what I mean, a new body in Christ. Yeah, like, this is it. Mm. So I think it's very important to understand that, and having, having. No, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying you can't have privacy and a bit of whatever. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes I'm yeah. in, in the toilet. And she's like, "Give me some space." You know what I'm saying? So it's like, like you know, I'm like, "What do you mean? Like, I just want to chat." It's like that's not the time to chat. Move. Um, so I get it, but for the most part, do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is, bro. Yeah. Like, so uh, that's real, man. <laughs> I love that. Um, I think, I think, I think for me, um, it was a small scene around like communication and I think letting go of what I now understand to be emotional allergies so by that I mean like things or put it like this right you you go from you go to a club and you learn to pick up certain habits then you go to a new club and the new club is like whilst we like the rest of your potential wow. like these certain things that you've picked up from the old club aren't going to work here okay Do you know what I mean and it was like okay interesting and um, and that was the sort of and it's still a process i'm working on with a few things um do you know what i mean but i think being able to explain and voice what those allergies were and communicate them um has been really really like important in me sort of developing new habits and unlearning the old ones which at the time yeah. were all right for that particular situation but aren't all right basically aren't going to allow me and Steph to work in the way that we want to work. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Towards those projects. So I think like us having, once again, because like, like, like you said, it, when you're in that particular, um, I guess, format, you have to speak on these things. It's not a matter of, mm. oh, we'll talk about it later. Or in some cases, do you want to talk about it when it really hits the fan? No, this is like a good time. There's no pressure, but there is a necessity to have this conversation. So I think, I really enjoyed yeah. like having having that chat. And, and me, like, yeah, that's really good. Communication is huge, and because for me, and and to an extent, Kamaria, um, we're not really mm. talk about it later type people. Yeah, like we'll talk about it. Like, let's talk about it now. Um, yeah, let's have a conversation right now. Like, you know what I mean? Because for the most part, I'm not saying there's not times we just need our own space, and you know, if it's about disagreement or whatever. But but generally, mm. like, yeah, let's let's get into it now. Let's try and see if we can. Yeah work through it. I say work through it like everything's it's was in regards to disagreements, but even in things just general, like there are positive things. Yeah, let's let's go for it now. Like let's do yeah. it now. Yeah, if we can. Um yeah. So yeah, that's a big one. I hear that. All right, well the last one mm. is oh no actually we've got two more. We'll talk let's talk family in it. Yeah bro. Or babies. So mm. the question did you do um antenatal classes? We did, but I cannot remember a single one of them, bro. I'll be honest with you. I know I've done <laughs> that was a blur, man. That was an antenatal classes. I think we've done a couple on Zoom, and then I think she had to do a couple. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I found them. I don't want to say I found them useless because they weren't useless. They were really useful, right? I don't think I was ready to hear it, though. You know what I'm saying? Oh, why not? I don't know. I just don't think I was in the right. I... It was Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I wanted to. I'm trying to think. Like, I was very supportive. Oh, like, I, I gave it. Yeah. Like, but it wasn't. Yeah. I don't know. 
you learn a little bit. For me, I just don't think it, I was very receptive to it, to be honest. With you. No, no thought yeah. of the personally, no thought of the person giving a session, no thought of my wife, you know, no thought of yeah. it's just I just I just wasn't like keen for it really. It was maybe, dry. Maybe, <laughs> it was like, boring. Maybe, maybe yeah, like do you know what I mean? Like, you know, I'll I'm I'm a more like a um like I'll learn on, on the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um Dante would you know, obviously Dante it talks about stuff like going through pregnancy from what I remember, yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the pregnancy stage. And I think there's a couple bits that I took on board from that. But in my head, I already knew like how it was going to be just from understanding basics of what I understood in terms of, you know, I knew what it means when the water breaks. I knew what it means to get um, dilated and all that stuff. Um, I don't know if that necessarily came from antenatal classes. Um, probably came from Kamara, to be fair. Um, so, you know, it was just was what it was, man. So I was just fixing my mic, but I was listening to what you were that's saying. Right. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's jokes, like, like. So do you know what's man? Obviously, like when you're working in that, mm. like, so I, we I do my life to work now in it. And right. um, how many are you doing? How many is it? Five, I think five. Yeah, five that's, that's that's all right. But are you, have you gone to all, all of them there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because I know yeah, there's yeah, one yeah. that was maybe more specifically for mothers. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So which one was that? One, bro, come on, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it. Don't ask me that, guys. <laughs> don't ask me that. Like, like it's really weird because I don't know if one. Ah, oh, bro, do you know what it's for me? Yeah. Go on. I don't know, like your because I know you're like you know after certain projects you'll reflect on it, see how you go. Yeah. And me, yeah. I think I'm like that to an extent, but I'm also like once I've kind of completed and got through that, I need to kind of clear my head of that and move on to the next thing. It's like going once, once I've got the trophies, I'm done because <laughs> and I'm gonna make a bro. Like next next one, like you don't hear um like I don't you know Jose Mourinho says I don't hear him talking about his Porto Champions League win. You know what I'm saying? He's really into the next one. Yeah. <laughs> so I think because so, sometimes even when people ask me are oh, like about wedding prep and wedding not wedding prep but things around the wedding specifically, how much did it cost? Yeah, it's from. And I'm, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm five years removed. I cannot remember where I've got those carpet or don't got those you know tablecloths from I just, it's gone up my yeah head. it's probably on a document yeah. somewhere but I think even yeah. with, them, with them sessions it was like that where it's like I don't remember a single thing about those Antonio classes but you you like yeah. how was it <laughs> I mean so <laughs> I, I think it's one of the things where it's like I do wonder why anyone would do this without doing this first do you know what I mean like there's so many little things that I think sometimes can go under the radar especially or not even under the radar that you just won't know unless you'd gone to the class do you know what i mean so like because a lot of it seems like common sense and to be fair i think for a lot of our parents it was and it has been for very obvious reasons but now i'm like man i'm glad i came here man so like so we i think the difference is as well we've done things practically so like we've um what do you call it we've done um, what do you call it? Uh, so everything's been practical. So we go there and we do the thing. So we've changed the nappies. Right. I've burped the babies. I've done the Heimlich maneuver, which is or say Heimlich, the baby Heimlich resuscitation for first aid we did this week. Um, knowing how person. heavy it's in person. Yeah, now it's in person, and it's so I can understand why it would be dry if it was virtual because I would have been like to this say is that because I never learned none of that stuff. Yeah, like in terms yeah. of. 
my first time experience changing a nappy was changing a nappy. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. None of this, <laughs> so I, I completely get where our experiences are different on it because, yeah. Um, and a lot of our stuff, and it might have just been because of, you know, different, maybe to an extent, different boroughs, obviously, have different practitioners and deliver different sessions. But ours was a lot yeah. more, um, from what I remember, like some of the biological stuff and, you know, things around, you know, mm-hmm. there's a session around feeding and, um, Different, oh, yeah. types of, different types of ways of giving birth. Do you know what I'm saying? And that stuff is information and useful. But uh, come on, man. Why do I need to hear this? You know what's funny, yeah? So I, I get where you're coming from, especially as a guy. But I think because certain things, like, so for example, breech babies, right? So babies that come from first, right? And knowing what the doctors will do and what the options are for both, like the family if there's a baby that comes via breach and even little little things like for example if the baby sleeps and has its legs in the air it's generally it tends to have been a breech baby because that's how it came out and that's how it's comfortable so that's how it sleeps which is super weird right so i know if that was to happen um that it's not something weird there's nothing wrong with my baby it's just they came out bum first sort of thing do you know what i mean yeah yeah no, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. And then, like, knowing also what to pack or what to, well, Steph already knew what to pack, to be fair, because of her job, but sort of knowing what to pack or what to prepare um, for the baby. Um, and it's just also a chance to ask really, like, all the questions that you think are dumb, mm. asking those questions. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I um, think our experiences were slightly different because it was someone on the screen definitely. talking and it's just us, like, listening, which I think... yeah. I said I'm more of I don't know how you how you how you refer it to but like I, I'm more of a better learner if there's interaction involved. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If, there's more, if you're doing it, basically. Yeah. As I said, I prefer hands-on and kind of getting involved. And um. Yeah. To be fair, the different types of birthings I do remember partly about that because that can be a bit daunting. That as a first-time mm. parent, you know, that can be quite a bit like, oh, this is the last thing you want to hear, or when they're talking about tears for the mum as well and it's like yeah oh yeah this is a lot you know what i'm saying this is yeah it's a bit squeamish but um yeah but no no i'm saying i'm I'm looking forward to like comparing um experiences like when you when you've had the baby because i will never forget (laughs) like because i will never forget like that period for me we was in the hospital for like five days right um, but yeah. the whole thing was just when I look back at it now, like that is something that's etched in my brain. Like there's summer. I remember the first time we took her home, and the same car seat that she's in now, she's almost twelve months now, right? She yeah. looked so small in our in in in, in the car seat. And I remember we t- when we took her home, I said, "Is it's on like day five. This is the first time yeah. she's more stepping outside from the hospital to go to the car." And it's like, wow, like mm-hmm. she's she's experiencing sunlight. She's in a car. This is all new to Joe. This is just so many different. So I can't wait to hear like what your hospital experience is like. Um, yeah, I do remember a lot about that. Yeah, God, God willing, it's short and brief. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we pray for we pray for no complications or anything like that at all. I'm yeah, sure. but you meet exactly. other dads there. You meet other dads there that you build bonds with, and just like that, you'll never yeah. see them ever again. You'll never see them ever again, right? Um, <laughs> but like you know, your midwife, who your midwife. Um, is like, you know, your your person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, all of that, but it's it's still, it's still, you know, it, you'll never see them again, most likely. 
Yeah. Um, so the whole the, the whole the whole situation has been weird. I think what's been good, like so, yeah. So the the, the antenatal classes are definitely like a ten out of ten would recommend. Um, whether like I think the first week we did like sort of the experiences. The second week we learned about different types of birth. The third, and we even learned how to do massages and stuff for when um, mothers are in labour. Third week, oh god, I'm really bad now. Third week. Oh God, that's bad. Fourth week, we've done first aid. <laughs> <laughs> we've done first, first aid, and we're doing. I can't remember. The first, the first aid one, one is a great one. Yeah, it's Absolutely great one because it's not just it's not just one for um, babies, but also when they turn one. Because right. now, I guess all the advice is for help, like is for helping them between one and eighteen when they're considered a child, yeah, and how yeah. the different procedures do change. So that was yeah. really, really insightful, actually. Um, but yeah, and I think the other things that's like really important um, in terms of prep is just getting stuff ready, man. Jeez, mm. man, we're like, yeah. like, yeah. yeah, it's it's a lot. You have to get like buggies, push yeah. Um, yeah. cots, all that stuff. Having to get it ready. Uh, I think what's been good, to be fair, Seth's pretty much known what she wants, what she's wanted with certain things. Um, which and like this is where cool. comes into bro, because like, and this is where you know you have your Henri and you have your Burkham, yeah. Mm. Henri knows what he wants, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you as Burkham just support when it's time. Just gotta support that because you just play the play your role and play your role really really well because that's what it was for me. Yeah, Kamarian knew what she had an idea of what she was gonna have, what she was gonna get. Um, yeah, she knew what was going in her bag. For me, if she wants yeah. this. this Get it, get it for her. You know what I'm saying? Or understand. Yeah. It's about playing your position in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She's the one that's got to go through that experience. So for us, it's just about making it as comfortable as possible in the way we. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's like like to the point where I, I'm I'm gonna hopefully try and save the receipts so that when it mm. comes to the conversation <laughs> when they're teenagers, the birds and the bees chat. And I'm just like, okay, look, there's a few things here. But I just want to show you before you get excited about any of the ideas about what you're about to engage in yeah, but, in the next couple bro, of years, right? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? So I'd be like, here's how much this costs yeah. in 2022. Um so before you get any ideas, just ask yourself, do you have the monies to pay for that? And if you don't, don't engage. I mean, I think I feel like we've got to start off from a from a strong standpoint oh, yeah. before we bring it down. <laughs> my dad sent me, me a video this week of a, um, a, a man driving his car going to the petrol station and is in the 1970s, mm. and he said to fill up mm. this whole tank to fill up this tank for a whole year is going to cost me a hundred pounds. So I'm going to have to pay a hundred pounds for this whole year. And I said, "My goodness, inflation is a different my beast, goodness, different beast." So um, let's not do that. Let's let's we'll, not do that because that will get me mad. We'll save that. We'll save that, bro. I walked <laughs> to the gym. I, I walked the extra half an hour to the gym because I'm not doing it, bro. I'm not doing it. I hear that. I'm I'm considering getting um uh, an e-scooter because an e-scooter. <laughs> what is his life? What is his life? I will do. I might get a bike for Christmas. I can't even lie to you. I need to get back on the road. I have. I have. I probably might have start using this bike a bit more often than I am. To be oh, fair, bro. because it's horrible. 
Yeah, I cannot wait to get my new bike. Nah, you you've got me mad. How can a man say a hundred pound for the year? That's how much I spend I'll, now I'll, I'll for the month. I'll text you the video. Um, Please do. That is mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is actually mad. Do, do you know what? I think what we're going to do is, you see, in terms of preparing for work, I think we're going to talk about that in the transfer market episode yeah. next week. I think. I think yeah. we'll do that. We'll save it because I'm aware that we're about we're, we're just over an hour. Yeah, um, yeah, no, cool. yeah, yeah. So we'll yeah. do that. Um, just quickly, quick, quick, quick. Uh, top thing that you've picked up from this conversation from today's oh, episode. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, it's just. Reflecting on, I guess, the, um, the importance of prepping for things is just been mm-hmm. really nice. Um, I think for us, when I reflect back on you know, what it was like being pregnant, like during that period for Kamaria, and to meet to for us to see and for us it's you know go through that whole stage together. And at times it was really scary and nerve wracking, but at times it's also yeah. just really like beautiful. Well, the first time we heard her, we saw we felt her kick or you know, um, in the summit and, and, and then seeing her for the first time. So, so just reflecting on prepping has been amazing. Um, yeah, really, really nice to think back on. Yeah, we have been truly like blessed and are really mm. fortunate. I hear that. Mm. I hear that. Yes. I think for, for me, thinking about, you know, Tottenham, um, not that I think about them too often, but I think just realising how the manager's changed, the culture's changing, um, and when that changes, it's easier to prepare for the things that you want to achieve. And sometimes you have to make those changes. Do you know what I mean? They're not always easy. You don't always get it right the first time. But if the vision's there, like, then as long as you're happy, not happy, but as long as you're willing to make those sacrifices and those changes, then preparing for the projects that you want to achieve will is a lot easier to, to, to make happen. Do you like so, Tottenham yeah. this season? Do you like Tottenham this season? Do you know what? I don't like Tottenham. I like Conte. I'll be honest with you. I like Conte. Only because Conte said that if he wasn't a football manager, he would be a teacher. And my, I feel like my, my life is the same in reverse. If I wasn't a teacher, I would be a football coach. Go on. I want to save next week, yeah, because obviously, like, you know me, bro. I'm your brother, but I'm also, like, one of your biggest fans, yeah? I think yeah. you can do teaching. Likewise, by the way. <laughs> you can do teaching. Likewise. You can be a politician. You can be a football manager. Yeah. yeah. We need, yeah. We're going to need to break down because, you know, I think, I think, I think there's, there's definitely, um, listen, if you were to be a teacher your whole career, incredible. Mm. Yeah. But I would also be so fascinated to see you in different settings that allow to, different parts of your character to come to light. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I hear that. Really, really, and I want to maybe dive into that maybe a bit more. And it might, it might come under a conversation next week because, yeah, you you in a sporting element would be so, on a, on a, on a, <laughs> oh, man. especially on a certain level, man. There's there's room for that. There's room for that. Do you know what's funny, right? So, like, we'll probably maybe no, yeah, no, we'll save it, we'll save it. But I think we'll do that as long as. But before you forget, what point was that you were just about to say, though? Because so I was just going to talk about like sort of uh, my best seasons as, in football management because I still <laughs> because, because I still I still do football at work, um, yes. like with yeah, a yeah, year yeah. group team. So we'll talk about sort of the, the the ups and downs. But I think I'm happy to do that as long as we can also talk about your your career. So maybe oh, we'll do that two episodes. We'll talk about yeah. teaching, and we could talk about uh, well your. Because yeah, you do yeah. loads of things. So, okay, we'll do that. Up, man. I've got some exciting stuff to we'll share. We'll do that. Um, so, yeah. We'll do that. 
Come. All right. Well, you know what? You know. You know. What I've realized as well. By the way, I'm gonna start adding songs to the end of episodes because you can do that with with this and so not the whole song but just a clip of the song so i know what song i'm going to add this week but i want you to think about what song you're going to add you want to add you want me to add at the end of the episode next week love that love that do you mean calm all right well fam it's been great it's been amazing all right well on to the next one as they say Mm. all right in a bit